What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Strive for Strength podcast. I got a really killer episode for you guys today. Super cool guest that we have coming on that I connected with not too long ago, but I'm really excited to introduce you guys to him today. So we have Carlo the Kingmaker Kinkarini. I said the last name right. <laughs> got it right. Perfect. Heck yeah. Cool. So um, Carlo is a business and money coach, and uh, we're really excited to just introduce him today, give you guys a little of his background, um, give you guys some golden nuggets on just the information that he has up in his brain and uh, hopefully give you guys some really cool takeaways. So Carlo, if you want to just start off um, telling the audience who you are, what you do, all that fun stuff. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. Um, it's so good to be here. Basically, uh, with the Kingmaker Coaching, uh, I'm a business and money coach uh, for anyone in business, whether it be coaches, consultants, small business owners, as well as a mental performance coach for elite athletes and, and teams in the professional sports scene. So combining, um, you know, all the money mindset, mindset, um, whether it be quantum physics, some epigenetics, all included in there to really help maximize people's potential, grow their businesses, and ultimately shape them into kings and queens of their of their field. So that's a short snippet of, of what that the kingmaker is all about. Heck yeah. Cool. Cool. I love that you mentioned quantum physics. I just read a book and I'm learning all about energy and quantum physics. And I know a lot of that relates back to just wealth and wealth creation. So I'm excited to dive into a few different conversations we'll have here. So Carlo, my biggest question I had for you, and I was really thinking about what we would talk here is I've become so obsessed with just wealth, wealth creation, obviously being in the entrepreneurial space, um, we're wealth creators at the end of the day. So I wanted to ask you just to kick off the episode what do you feel like, um, you know, for you with getting started um, just as a coach, as a money coach, um, what does wealth creation really mean to you? Yeah, that's that's an awesome question and a great topic. So I suppose one of, one of the things that I always talk about with people, right, business owners, people like you, hungry go-getters, like high achievers, people that just want to create and add value to the world. First of all, it's important to know what wealth is. So we, we've been programmed uh, by society and our upbringing to think that um, obviously wealth is, is a lot of money, which yes, there is the money cash component. And once we have that um, cash, once we have that money, it buys us resources and it, and it is a resource in itself and allows us to do things to buy experiences to to maybe buy time back to put on higher people right one of the great things that i talk about with people around wealth is that wealth is simply the feeling of abundance sparked by gratitude right so if we can look at our lives and seeing um you know really being grateful for everything that we have and being grateful for it, then all of a sudden we realize the wealth that we have. Because on the opposite, we as we talk about wealth, we have to talk about scarcity and lack, right? So the other opposite of wealth being scarcity, what is that? Scarcity is simply the fear of loss. So, so many people trip themselves up in this wealth creation process because not because they're not capable of creating and generating wealth or creating value for others, but because we have this internal programming patterning around being in lack and scarcity. And anytime that we fall into scarcity, we really fall into that fear of loss. 
So let's say you have someone that wants to invest in your program. The reason why they don't invest is because they fall back into that scarcity and that fear of loss to say, oh, if I give Kendall, uh, you know, 50 grand a year to be part of a mastermind group, I, I can't do that because I'm, I'm in the fear that I'm going to lose that $50,000. Whereas if we actually take a step back, and I think it's very important in to understand how the mind works and how business owners' minds especially work, right? And what I mean by that, there's, there's this concept that I talk a lot about um, really understanding brainwaves, right? Kelly, uh, what what has brainwaves got to do with wealth creation? Because wealth creation really is comes down to to being able to be in a state where we think and we feel in a certain way, so that we're able to to go out and create. Let's say you are a, are a personal trainer, uh, PT, fitness coach, online coach. The real way that you generate income is by you being able to put yourself in a place where you can create, offer a solution, right? And charge the money for that solution so that you have more money to do more of what you love and continue doing it. But the way that we get into that state, into that zone, is by understanding that your brain operates at different brain waves all the time. And 70% of the time, as adults, right, we live by the stress hormone called cortisol. Now, what happens when we live by cortisol is that our body is in a survival mode. It's no time if we survive, if we're running away from a big scary bear, it's no time to stop by and smell the roses and, you know, take in the scenery and, and create something beautiful. No, it's like, no, I need to get out of here. This is the biggest thing that business owners miss out, not miss out, but don't think about. If we can get someone into a place of abundance, in a state of abundance, where they're like, you know what, I'm very grateful for everything I have. I'm actually enjoying it. I'm enough. I have enough. And I'm grateful for everything that there is. Then from that place, we can start offering solutions, creating solutions. And so wealth, really, if someone comes to me and say, I want to make more money, I always say to them, well, already language-wise, we want to make a shift there because it's not about making more money because making money is about me, 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 right? It's a very ego-centered thing. So how about we shift our language and we say, hey, I want to provide more value. All of a sudden, if someone is listening, millions of people that listen to your podcast and they start asking the question of, I'm, I'm, I actually, I want to create more value. I want to add more value. I want to create solutions. All of a sudden, there is an energetic shift within us that goes, ah, oh, Okay, it's less about me, less on me, less pressure. And now it's actually more about, hey, what can I offer this person and make it all about them? And so generating income, generating wealth, creating wealth becomes a lot easier when we come from that place. So I've gone on a tangent that probably like, what was he going with that? But really getting you as the business owner to that place where you give yourself the best chance to create wealth. Right. Right. I'm so glad. I love the tangents because there's so much I'm like, I want to touch on with this because you can imagine even me, like coming from a health coaching background too, is I've even noticed like there are certain health markers. Like when you mentioned cortisol, it's like, there are so many factors I think that contribute to wealth. And if you just start with 
incrementally introducing them over time. It's like you get to a place of super consciousness where you can make better decisions to step into a place of wealth, you know, which is huge. So uh, I want to go back to kind of like the lack versus abundant mindset that, you know, we're really talking about here. So, you know, for someone who may be in kind of that lack mindset and not even just with money, but I, I find it kind of translates to other, a lot of other areas mm. of life, you know, relationships, um, work, whatever it might be. For someone who feels maybe stuck in that oscillating cycle and they're they're aware, you know, maybe they're aware of it. Um, do you feel like there are certain things or certain like daily practices that um, you can just kind of start with where it's getting out of that lack mindset and starting to push more into the abundant mindset? 100%. What a great question. It's huge. 100%. There's so many things that we can do. Now, I'm going to go back into a bit of understanding how we operate as people right? Because if, you, if you're if you in lack today, I can bet my house on the fact that you were in lack yesterday, the day before, the day before that. And so it beca- it's a pattern that we run. We wake up in the morning, we check our phone, we do just fall back into the routine and we start living just the past. We, the memories of, of the past, the emotional patterns and habitual. I talk a lot about the habitual thought patterns, habitual emotional patterns that we have. Why? Because as you wake up in the morning, you go back and you're like, oh, it's going to be just another day. Oh, here we go again. Here we go again. It's the same thing. We start remembering that if an email comes in, a bill comes in, um, a voice message comes in, it's like, oh man, I'm just going to go back into the past. It's going to repeat itself. So the way that I tackle lack and scarcity is that we really need to create different habits, right? In terms of daily practices that people can do, meditation is great. Why? Because we need to understand that our body acts as as our subconscious mind. We have different centers within our body. We have our thinking center, which is in our, our brain. We have our feeling center that is in our body. Your body is where all the emotions are. So when when event happens, right, there's certain emotions that you get in your body, right? Those are all learned patterns. They're all, those are learned emotions. What meditation is great at doing, cue, cue the brain waves, right? It lowers, it slows down our brain waves, okay? It, when you close your eyes, all of a sudden you're not, you're not spending time or space in time, right? You're really closing your eyes. Now you're nothing. Now, if anyone closes their eyes, they see black, like they see nothingness, right? And so we are now spending time in space rather than space in time, right? What does that mean? It means that now when we have our eyes closed, we are not our body anymore. We are just floating in this nothingness, which means that now we have got rid of all the baggage, all the past, because there's nothing there. Look around, like there's there's nothing. Like you look down and you don't see a body. You look up, you don't see a body. You're literally in this metaphysical space, which is great because now we can create. Now you've got a blank canvas that you can say, what do I want? What is it that I actually want? Do I want to be in this scarcity? No. What do I choose? I choose abundance. So great. Now tell me, what does it look like? What does it feel like? What are the images that, what are the events that you want to actually happen, right? So meditation is great. The other thing, so I actually have, 
a, a system that I give all my clients. And it's a reprogramming system. No, no one else out there really makes it mandatory. And this is the one thing that I'm like, guys, you've got to do this because it's about repatterning yourself. And so what I get all my clients to do is I say, listen, from now on, we are going to meditate every day, every two hours. So seven, eight, nine times a day, however long your day is. You wake up at four, your first meditation's at four, four, six, eight, and you keep going, right? Every two hours. And I'm not saying that I want people to become like monks in Tibet and meditate hours and then. I'm saying take five minutes, right? Spend five minutes every couple of hours. What does it do? This really allows you to stay in a really high, high vibration, high state, high consciousness. And it reprograms instead of getting you to fall back into the old pattern habits, right? Of again, let's pick the phone bill comes in, the water bill, the electricity bill, the coaches bill, the this bill, and you going back into your scarcity and those emotional patterns. It actually allows you to be a lot more in control, have less thoughts, slower brainwaves, so you can actually choose better thoughts, right? And then in the moment when those events come up, then we can have better consciousness around, okay, what, what do I actually want to think? I know I heard this guy on a podcast saying about this kind of stuff. Okay, do I want to go back into scarcity and seeing all the lack that there is in life? Or do I actually want to focus on, hey, look, actually, I've got all these clients. Um, my business is going well. Um, I'm, I'm connected of these opportunities. And now we are back into that, ah, into that abundance. There is that relief. The second part of that process, Kendall, is actually doing affirmations. That my if you people won't be able to see the whiteboard that I have behind me, but usually that's full of affirmations that I write down. And my system is it's intense, again, a very intense kind of guy, right? But there's reason behind the madness. Because if we say affirmations throughout the day, and we say maybe a couple of handful of affirmations throughout the day, that's great. But how many thoughts do we have every day? You probably know this. We have about 70,000 plus thoughts every day. I know the thinker, right, would have a lot more. So what we want to do with the affirmation is actually being conscious about what we choose to believe and say around, let's say, around abundance and money. So if we can put, what I get all my clients to do is I get them to say, okay, let's do five, pick five affirmations that really resonate with you that you say and you feel and then it puts you in a completely different place. We're going to say those 20 times each, right? So five times 20, it's a hundred, but we're not going to stop there once a day. We're going to do it three times a day. So people are like, color, that's 300 affirmations every day. Are you crazy? I don't have time for that. I'm like, totally. I get that. But just so you know, we have 70,000 thoughts that we're trying to outdo every single day. So if we think about it, it's, 300 a day, that's 2,100 a week. Over a course of a month, it's almost 10,000 conscious, emotional, like energetic things that you're saying and affirming about yourself that you're putting out. Tell me that your life doesn't change when you start doing this day after day. It does, and it always does. And the results of all my clients, I can give you testimonial and testimonial of people that have done this. And all of a sudden, they're making more money. They're feeling better about themselves and, and life changes. So those are a couple of things that I would do in terms of like deep internal stuff. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And also, 
and some money specific stuff like when you pay at my money square event right I, I give people little habits that we can do one of them is a simple one really really simple when you receive money right I say I got into a habit and my, I taught my kids how to do this as well it's called the arigato process so arigato in Japanese means thank you right so when you receive money get into the the habit of saying arigato in and then when money goes out and you spend money you give money for whatever you want you say arigato out so thank you in thank you out and it allows you to get into this place where you're in this flow of money realizing the money flows in and out you're not getting an, an attached at a scarcity with it you're not fearing losing because if you say thank you thank you out, arigato out, all of a sudden you're, you're teaching your body that, hey, there's nothing to be scared about. There's nothing to, to fall back into that scarcity about. And it becomes a habit. It becomes an identity. Right, right. So, I love that you talk no, I love it. I love it. This is something we practice so often, even with like journal entries. And I wanted to kind of ask you something about this too, is I know for myself personally, embodiment is a huge aspect of this, like saying the affirmations, you know, something I learned through um, one of the programs I went through was about how your words create your reality rather than describe it. And so I love that how you said this. And I think the embodiment side of it is huge as well as actually being able to fully embody the words that you're saying and using and the meditation. But I'll tell you from my personal experience, I don't know if you ever had this, but I had a massive ego, like a massive ego, like a year and a half ago. So I had a mentor be like, you need to meditate, do affirmations, but the embodiment piece for there just wasn't, it just was not there for me. And so for anyone who's coming in, like either in the lack mindset or having resistance to integration of these different things, do you have any kind of advice or, um, you know, things that they can work through to just be able to introduce that, open up their perspective and, and be able to kind of be more open-minded towards introducing these things. Yeah, hundred percent. And what you're mentioning about ego is huge, right? It's, it's a big, big thing. And it's something that will never sort of be able to, it, it, it's not, my personal belief is that I want to be able to master my ego and actually use it when I need it, but also bring it in check most of the time. So a way to embody is that your ego actually helps you. When when you're you're speaking to a client, you're you're helping someone and you really need to back yourself and back what you do, then I feel like that there is a healthy ego to come in and say, hey, this is how it is, this is what we're gonna do, because then what what does that certainty and confidence create in your clients and in the people around you is that trust right it's like ah oh, okay i trust Kendall that she's going to get it right absolutely but then also a great way i uh one of my mentors calls ego is edging god out right so whether someone is a spiritual person or not whatever god is to you 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 interpret it your own way but really being connected to other people one way that has worked for me is always being unattached and not asking what's in it for me what am i going to get out of this what what you know I, I connect with someone if i go into and say hey i just want to say i want the money from this or whatever it is in it for me then i know that i'm not going to show up the best that i can be but also that the person on the other side is really going to connect with me right and the opportunity is open I find the more i let go 
then more comes to me. So I really kind of look to serve. And that's my way of saying, hey, I'm unattached. I trust. And obviously, when people are strong on ego, what's the weakness that they, they struggle to trust, right? It's like me, 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 me. But then you realize how little in control you are of things around that. So right. the meditation is, is a good start with that. I think ego also comes down to, to an identity and understanding identity at a deeper level and say, okay, who am I really? Like if I were to say to you, Kendall, like who are you without your business? Who are you without your name? If I can't, if I can't use your name and I don't know your name, who, who are you? Like it's a deep question that we ask, right? I see, I work with a lot of mum entrepreneurs and business owners and uh, and it works the same, right? Because we get, mums get so attached to their kids and without their kids, they feel like they're no one, right? So it's definitely an interesting thing. And if we can use our ego in the right moments for our business, it's going gonna, it's gonna to add to what we do. But at the same time, bring back that unattachedness, uh, uh, humility of just, hey, I'm here to serve. Because if you, even if you said, I'm here to serve, I'm here to add, I'm here to offer solutions to them, then absolutely, I've, I'm the right person for it, but I'm here for you. And you feel that balance, that little dance as well. So I hope that answers that oh, question. It's, it's a fascinating topic. No, it's amazing. And I love that you you talked about having humility. I think like open-mindedness and humility is, is one of the most important pieces of just being an entrepreneur. And something that I've noticed more recently is, a question that I ask all of my students as soon as they get in my program is if I took your business away today, who would you be? And like 90% of the time they're like, well, I'm really good at sales calls or I'm really good at this. And it, it falls back into business somehow, or I'm a really good coach. And it's like, those are always the things that I hear. And so um, I just noticed more so because a lot of the coaches I work with are, you know, around my age range, early twenties. And, um, you know, some of them didn't go to school, some did, but a lot of the times we see them, uh, and this I think relates back to money as well and achievement. I think a lot of it is gratification and identity based off of achievement and then earning money. And it's a lot of the monetary side of things. And so something that, you know, we do is like, we focus a lot more on like, what is your vision? What do you want out of becoming um, an entrepreneur? And, you know, that obviously leading into more of the abundance side of things. How do you feel as though vision ties into abundance and ties into wealth creation? Great question. It, it's, it's so important because, well, I can tell you after working with thousands of people, coaches, athletes, most people don't know what they want. They're more than happy to tell us, tell me like, I've got this problem, this challenge. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't care about your challenge. I don't care what the problem is. Tell me what you want, right? And it goes into, and, and the reason why I relate with you so much and I we get along so well is because I, when I started business, I was 18, right? I finished high school and I started my own business and I, I struggled for 10 years. I was, I was broke for 10 years, right? Never really knew what I wanted, but also it kind of goes back to that programming. And the reason why, and we tie ego into that, that if we don't, a lot of, if I can just touch back super quickly before I lose a good thought on ego is that I am what I have. I am what I do. Um, I am the money that I make. And one, and, and it's that dangerous spot because it's very fickle. Anything, any, like, it's like results. It's so much that can happen 
in a in a you know, in a football game, in a game of golf, in a, in a sporting environment for the result. And if we're so attached to that result, to the ego, like I am, if I win, I am good, right? In my business, I am the money that I make. I am, you know, 50K a month. I am 20K a month. You lose that and then you're like, oh my gosh. And now, now we're lost. So that's one thing that I will say about ego. The second thing about vision is that just for us to choose and to say, hey, this is actually what I want. One of, you know, one of the biggest things that really unlocked stuff for me was to be able to say, hey, I don't want to impact a million lives. It's big out there. Say, oh my gosh, I want to impact a billion people. I want to do that. I'm like, I don't have time for that. Like I, all I want, right? And I can put hand on my heart and say, all I want is to work with 30 kick-ass amazing people, fun people, hungry people that love their love what they do and want to succeed a week. And that's it. I am more than happy with that. And I remember when I got to that point and I said, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this feels really good. Like I felt like a weight off my shoulders, but you have to choose. You have to know what you want with clarity. For me, I could tell you when I want my calls, who the person I want to talk to is, what kind of energy, what are the conversations I I know. And once you get that clarity, it's massive because now you remember we talked about brainwaves and that survival mode. Don't you find that you speak to so many people that do so much. They're never doing enough. Like they always have to do more and more and more and more. And they don't even freaking know why. Right. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Oh, because I, it's that never enough is that lack and scarcity. So if we get you in a place where you go, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I want. I know what it looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like. I know how to get it. Now you go like, man, I'm just happier. I'm more calm. I'm more in that abundance and that creator mode, right? Because now I can create it. So it's all intertwined beautifully in this, in, in this crazy way. But it's massive. And the reason why people don't succeed no, there was a study done years ago in the in the states and they took a hundred people right at the age of 25 they're all confident all excited about life very optimistic then they caught up with them at 65 the majority i can give you i have the uh somewhere here i have the the exact figure so don't quote me on this but quote me on it right uh <laughs> i'm gonna get the numbers wrong but do you know one of those people one of the hundred was rich, like re like rich. Everybody else, there was um, a majority, maybe let's say 50 were um, in a job uh, and majority of them were just broke. They needed someone to give them money, right? And it's crazy because we can, we have the ability to make so much money. There is more knowledge out there than ever before. Like go on your Instagram and my Instagram, you know how to run a business right but so many people don't actually end up succeeding and the reason is goals having goals and having clarity having a vision and sticking with it because you know that the entrepreneur journey is a roller coaster picture a roller coaster right now and you see this freaking crazy loops there's ups there's downs there's everything in between people times when you go like ah times when you go ah oh, right? It's a roller coaster. It's ups and downs. 
But if you have your vision, and I always work to a five-year vision, I don't know about you, because it works for me, because I know like what I do today on this podcast impacts where I'm going to be in five, in five years time. If I say 10 years, my brain goes, nah, too far, too big. I don't get it. But five years, our daily actions impact that has a direct correlation to it. And so grab a North star and just put as your North star, grab a vision, say, Hey, this is where I'm going to go and then work back. And then, you know, that whatever the roller coaster of, of your journey has in store for you, it always ends up somewhere. Right. And that's when you hold on. Right. And I think what the, the beautiful thing about this is I think, especially entrepreneurs with having social media nowadays and it just being so present and so much of the entrepreneurial space growing because of the online space is, I don't know if you can kind of speak to this too, but you know, I feel like it's almost, it's almost easier to step into comparison because you're exposed to it so frequently. So now newer coaches coming in, because I know a lot of newer coaches are listening in on this podcast is newer coaches coming in, seeing those coaches two, four, six years, you know, into their yes. business. Um, do you, can you kind of speak to, or maybe give some tips or just advice to those new coaches first coming in who are seeing the big numbers on, you know, maybe stories or they see coaches with massive teams, right. Um, or making a lot more money um, just kind of where they could maybe tune into or um, any advice you have on that. Stop looking like that's, that's much just honestly stop looking Pick, have one or two people that you connect with, that resonate with you, that you know are walking their talk, right? They're actually making what they say they make and they can help you make that. Everyone else, switch it off. Stop looking. Just don't, just water off your back. Don't even, don't even like consider it, right? Because what I've realized is that, and I speak from, from experience, someone that has been there has done that and lost so much energy on it that you look out and you think, man, they're crushing it. They're doing so good. And I can tell you because I got on the phone with a lot of them. I speak to them like, man, you're so polished online. Your content is great. You look great. What's, what's your business like? How, how many clients do you have? Uh, you know, we just got two clients right now. Yeah. I'm like, what? That's crazy. Yeah. Switch it off. The, the, the reality is that majority of business coaches and coaches out there, they look great online, but their um their business it, it doesn't match it, right? Right. So if if there was a new coach, the advice that I always give to them is this: first of all, stop looking, just stop it. Right. There's no other way I can say it. Just stop it. Second thing is focus on what matters. Your your Instagram views, your follows, your comments, all that kind of stuff. It doesn't matter. Your audience doesn't matter to what, what's really important. If you master sales, if you get results, clarity, as we were saying before, you do your internal work, right? And get yourself done right with the internal work and you get your clients results and you know your process. Those are the five things that you need. That's it. You're like, and I'll tell you, like, I, I put up a, a TikTok video. I'm, I'm trying, trying a couple of different strategies on TikTok. Out of nowhere, it got 150,000 views. Like, literally on Monday, I had 85 followers. I have almost 3,000 followers today, right? And I'm like, what the hell, right? But to me, that doesn't really matter because has it really changed my business as of today? No, not really. Am I still the same person? Yeah. 
right? It doesn't matter as much as and th people think that big audience, big income. That's not necessarily true, right? Because when you when you price your products and you know what you're doing and you get results and you're good at sales, that takes care of itself, right? Those are the things that matter. I honestly, I went for so long with just not many people viewing my content. Like literally, you can have a look. It probably had 30, 50 views, you know, for, for a long time. I remember I got on this on, on the phone with someone that saw my journey into coaching right from the beginning, right? 15 months, Kendall. 15 months that he was watching. He left me no likes, no views. I don't, I don't know, maybe watch stuff. Left me no comments, no likes. I mean, what a jerk. At least leave me something, right? And then he's like, oh, Carl, I've been watching your stuff for, for the last 15 months and you're crushing. I just wanted to reach out and see what you did for your coaching. And then he signed on. But 15 months, people are watching. Mm -hmm. Show up with that consistency. Realize that, hey, if you don't get the views and the likes, that's okay because people are always watching. Show up with your energy. And that's why your, your internal work is so important because if you're so affected by instant gratification, you're, you know, you want validation straight away, especially young people, 25 and under, unfortunately, you've grown up in a, in a society with a programming that you want that. And if you don't get it, all of a sudden, nah, it's not working. You try something else. Biggest piece of advice from someone that I spent 10 years broke right building businesses stick with it you don't have to be broke like i was i'm not saying that that will happen to you hopefully not because you got great mentors and you reach out to kendall and stuff and that won't be your same journey for you but stick with it stick with it because it's going to unfold and get easier and easier and you get better and better and eventually it's like the compound effect curve right? It start off slow, you go through the bottom of the valley, and it's really difficult, but then it shoots up. And when it does, the return will be huge. And you you can, you're a testament to this Kendall as well, because your business is like that as well. So yeah, that's what I would say from from the experience of living it, walking that talk, and also now able to Work, work with a lot of people with it. Right, right. Yeah, and I think that's the big thing is, like I said, even reverting back to the comparison side of things and just like looking at money mindset, looking at abundance in general is, like I said, it's, I feel like it's such an opportunity if you see it that way, because you're like, okay, it is more of maybe a challenge because it's more in front of my face now, but now I have the opportunity to build a better mindset, build more resilience, you know, build up more of the abundance and things like that. And I think it's like the opportunity that you look at it, you know, as, and um, I think just for anyone listening, it's, if you can see it as that, you know, I think for myself, I mean, my ego, this is a good, good time when it comes into play is like, kind of like a little competitive. So I'll be like, okay, well, let's see how we can make this like a big one, you know, which is huge. So um, I kind of want to go ahead. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. I don't like interrupting. Sorry. But the one thing that I use, and I give this to all my athletes and coaches when something happens, we have to believe, right, that it's happening for us and not to us, right? A simple word for me, for me, to us, actually. But if it's happening for me, then I'm like, thank you. Thank you that this is happening for me. It's, it's all growth. It's a growth-eccentric experience, right? Because if we go into it's happening to me, then what happens is that we fall back into our victim 
survival mode, right? Ah, oh, no, I see it's happening to me. The world's out to get me, the economy, this and that. I'm like, no, I don't, the, the, the economy doesn't screw you over. You create your own economy, right? So it's it's huge, but so on board with, with what you're saying, 100%. That's so okay. Yeah, and just talking about economy and just thinking of like the money side of things too, I definitely want to pivot to that side because I know that- yeah. Um, I think I might've mentioned to you last time, just a little bit about my money story. I've talked about it a lot online and I've come from pretty crazy background, parents filing bankruptcy, prime age of just, I feel like conditioning for money. But um, I know a lot of my students too, they come from almost like, it's, it's kind of weird to say like unsupportive families when it comes to breaking tradition and going into the entrepreneurial path, right? Like system doesn't want us to be entrepreneurs 90% of the time, I feel like. And so for someone who is breaking the path and taking the route of entrepreneurship, um, I want to talk a little bit more about like the money mindset side of things. And just because obviously that's a massive part of what we do is managing money and collecting money and, you know, circulating it here. Um, Just based off of your experience and working with, you know, thousands of coaches and, and in this space with money, Um, What have you noticed just in terms of the correlation between those who have really great money mindset coming in versus those who are more like the lack mindset with money and how that can affect their business? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, if you, anyone, anyone can make 20, 20 K a month once anyone can hit it. Right. But hitting 10 K a month after month for months, 20 K a month for every month for months, that's a different ball game. Right. And that requires, and I love this and I love that you work, honestly do love it that you work with young entrepreneurs and maybe just out of high school, out of college and that kind of stuff, because I resonate with it so much. And and I really feel like I'm talking back at who I was, right. And, And what I needed, because once you, once you step out into that unknown, right. And you step out of the programming. So what do I mean by programming? I mean that the every time you heard get a job, go to college, find a nine to five, all that, that kind of stuff, that's programming. Every as kids, we really pick up the not just the words that our parents say to us about this topic, right? But also if if mom if if mom and dad came back and there was a, it was bills and they were stressed or Every time they said, hey, you got to go to college and, and find a, you know, get a nine to five or, or this bill comes in, oh, we don't have enough money or all of a sudden they're angry and stressed out and not their happy and genuine self. They might not have meant it, but as kids, we pick that up and we think that that's how it is. And so we start viewing money in this certain way. Part of the reason why now I love when I work with parents um, that have got kids and, and actually reprogramming that. But back on us and obviously young entrepreneurs and, and, you know, people 25 and under, you've had this model of the world that it's works in a certain way. And you've had people that now this is just how it's done. And you step out into the unknown where you have to be a creator. So any you're in business, right? You have to create something because you're trying to do is put something there and create something that wasn't there before. So you're creating. Now, we cannot create, as we know, if we're just in survival mode. You might get lucky once. You might make 20K and you think, man, I've made it. Woo, amazing, which is good, right? But we want you to be lasting. And so all the programs, you have to reprogram it. 
That's why everything that I do, it's all about reprogramming the patterns, the habits, because it's your habits around money that create your identity and your reality. So what could be some of those habits? It could be you get a phone bill. What's your, what's your reaction? You have to pay your coach. What is your habitual thought patterns around that? Where do you go? What do you start seeing? Is it painful? Is it like, oh man, I'm just miss losing out money. I'm giving away money. I'm losing money. I'll never get this money back. Someone, you get on a sales call and someone says no. What are your emotional habitual patterns, right? Those are all little things. And most people don't go here. We don't talk about, you know, what was mum like with money? What was dad like with money? And actually going back, and I have developed some really deep and powerful and profound processes that just go so deep and we recreate, we clear and recondition because you can go in the past and say, hey, what was mum like with money? Oh, okay. And then we talk about it and that's all nice and, you know, and cute, right? And, you know, might cry a little bit and all that kind of stuff. But it's a different story to actually recondition it for the future so that when it happens, what, how do we want our reaction to be like? And really anchor that deep down. And it's a relationship with money, right? Anytime you build relationship with someone, what do you have to do? What would it look like with it, with a, a girl or a boy or with your puppy? In, in order for you to build a relationship with your puppy, what do you have to do? Give it time, pay attention to it, be present with it, with your boyfriend, with your girlfriend. What do you do? Right? You, I know for a lot of us guys, if we don't give our woman time and attention and and really be present, what happens? She's like, oh, you don't care about me, right? But and that, but it's just a relationship. And the more time you invest into it, so affirmations, meditations are great. Um, looking at your money. Actually, something that I do and I teach all my clients to do is say, and I started this with $100. So I'll grab my 100 Australian dollars, right? So as a visual for you, most people won't be able to see this, but I started with a $100 bill and I held it just with me. I kept it. When I work, I just sit it on my keypad, right? Or keep it with me. Why? Because I know that there is a law of money is called the law of proximity. The closer I am to it, the more it comes back. But also I'm normalizing myself to what, what do I want, right? I This is what I want. This is what I'm working towards, what I want to attract into my life. So I'm going to get around it. I started with $100. Then I moved to $1,000, $5,000, $10,000, dollars It just sits there next to me, right? And people get triggered. They're like, oh, what again? So let's go back into what comes up for people. You see someone with a hundred dollars, what do you come out? Oh, they're just flaunting money or they're being reckless. Or, and all of those thoughts are beliefs, but they're not your beliefs. They're beliefs that you've picked up and you've adopted as your own and you just play that program, right? Someone drives in a nice Lamborghini. You see Kendall show up in a, you know, yellow, hot yellow Lamborghini. What do you see? What do you feel, right? Ah. Oh, all the, and it doesn't have anything to do with Kendall and her cool car. It's got to do with your own shit around money. She's happy driving that car. She's had a great life, successful business because she's done the work. But what about you? 
where do you want? Again, what do you want? Don't tell me about your problems. Tell me about what you want and who we need to be and reprogram all of those things. So the first thing is get closer to what you want. If you if you want a relationship with with a dude or with a girl, be around other dudes or other girls, right? That's, that's what you do. If you want more money, get around more money. Be around the people, be around the actual thing. It's simple and give it time. Look at your bank account. One of the simplest things as well, I know I'm just talking a lot. I love this stuff. <laughs> Thank you for the opportunity. But track your money in. Open an Excel spreadsheet and put amount, date, who, and what for. Those four things, right? And start tracking. Where's it coming in from, right? And then most months you'll be like, man, I'm actually doing better than I thought. But if we know that if we can track it, it grows, so those are a couple of little things that I would do like right now if I was someone looking to make more money. Right. No, this is all so important. You gave the so many little tidbits. And I think the integrity of, you know, looking at it, having the different money behaviors, being dismissive and hoarder. And there's so many different kind of conditions I feel like that you can almost address with money. And so just even starting, it's like any, anyone with any kind of attachment style can still, I think, improve their mindset with money, no matter where you're at. And I think that's the really cool part about it. So Carlo, thank you so much for all of this and just all of the golden nuggets. I feel like we could talk for forever. Um, can you tell everyone where they can find you on socials? Oh my gosh. I love that. First of all, thank you so much again. Uh, the I'm on, I'm on Instagram. So if you search for uh, the Kingmaker Coaching, give us a follow shoot me a dm i love connecting with people just say hey just literally shoot me a message and say hi i heard your podcast with kendall uh it was amazing and i love to connect i genuinely love connecting with people finding out people's stories so feel free to do that i'm on facebook so if you search for carlo kingmaker uh you will find me there i'm on tiktok the kingmaker coaching um and just literally just feel free to reach out and say hi and connect and love meeting awesome people doing great stuff yeah, thank you so much this is such an important pillar when it comes to just like life and business so guys i'll make sure i put everything down in the show notes below um go give carlo a follow send him a dm and we'll catch you guys in the next episode